bats, caps, and sunflower seeds. This podcast may contain adult language. Welcome to this episode of Bats, Caps and Sunflower Seeds. I'm joined by two special guests, Matt and Luke, the captains of the Norwich Iceni Warriors. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you guys for being here. You're both more than welcome. So what are we going to talk about today then with these two lovely gentlemen? Uh, today I'd like to basically find out, you know, bits about yourself. So, you know, stuff with you, Luke. Yes, I mean, for me, uh, I got into baseball at quite a young age. Um, a lot of my family are Canadian, uh, making me obviously half Canadian. Um, so that's kind of, you know, had a heavy influence from a young age. Um, I played under 16s for Milton Keynes, Bracknell, um, and also a point in time for Great Britain, which saw me travelling all over the world, um, playing various different teams. Uh, fantastic experience. So go on then, Matt, can you top that, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so mine's a completely different story. I joined in my mid-30s, um, which gives my age away now. Um, I joined because one of the guys I was working with at Norwich City Football Club um, also happened to play for Iceni, got talking about baseball, and then, yeah, joined uh, about three years ago now, I think. And, yeah, I've never looked back since. Excellent. So we've got a similar background. Matt yeah, and myself pretty much. Just decided one day to give it a go. Then look back. So that's great. So, as I said beforehand, you're both captains of the Norwich Iceni Warriors. Um, how did that come about? How did Warriors start? So initially it started, we, we were approached uh, by some of the senior players uh, who, who play for Norwich Iceni, um, saying, look, you know, it's been a, a desire, it's been a want, there's been a need for, for a sort of a second team to, to start up. Um, and I think we were sort of recognised as... as well, certainly for myself, perhaps a little bit more experience um, in the game, um, and, and Matt recognised for for his natural sort of coaching abilities, I would say, um, and, we, and yeah, so we, we, we took it up and uh, took on the challenge, and you know, it's, it has been a challenge. It's certainly been <laughs> two years of, of a lot of hard work, yeah. um, but but hey, it's been worth it. It's been fantastic, um, and and to be honest, it's the guys in the Warriors that make it really, and mm. um, you know, they turn up. Week in, week out, uh, always the last ones at the sessions. Yeah, it's fantastic to see. Yeah, it, it all started with yeah, the uh, developmental squad. I think if you guys remember the uh, I seen the developmental squad, and it was just because we only had the double A team and new guys coming in who'd never played before. It's such a steep learning curve to throw them in facing you know 80, 85 an hour fastballs. It's like welcome to baseball. Um, so instead, you know, we we had the conversations, and yeah, the the Warriors were formed. It was really really good and. There's no doubt in our minds that, you know, as, as Lucas said, coaching is really, really fun and rewarding, but it's not without, you know, the guys and girls in the team who absolutely make it exactly what it is today. So from going from that development squad and actually just having these new players coming in, what was the first steps for actually creating, well, effectively a brand new team then? Um, I think one of the, the first steps was sort of figuring out what we wanted this development team to be. It was just going to be a bit of fun, something for, for the new people coming along to actually get a, a grip on baseball, or were we going to build on it? And I think the early conversations, I think with me and Luke and, and uh, Tom and Dre, was that actually it's just going to be a bit of fun because I said there's such a steep learning curve. Tom and Dre being oh, captains yeah. for the Norwich Iceni. Yeah, 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 so Tom and Dre being uh, the double A captains, and we thought it was going to be a bit of fun, but then we sort of quickly identified that actually... 
what we had was a group of players who weren't just here for a knockabout, they were here to play ball. And how easy was it actually to sort of approach that setting up a new club and, and actually start getting that ball rolling? Was it something that you were actually were thinking it was going to be a cakewalk or did it actually have its own challenges and, and problems with it? I would say that, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly did have its challenges, um, you know, so as Matt was saying, but taking it from a sort of perhaps more of a fun approach, you know, look, we're, we're here to, okay, yeah, we, we want to have fun um, and, and, and they not take it too seriously, you know, we're all giving up our free time to, to hmm. ha- have a good time on the diamond at the end of the day. Um, certainly for me, you know, I've played for Iceni now for, this will be my fourth year. Um, I've seen quite a few captains uh, through my time and unfortunately some of them perhaps lean towards more playing the experienced players which uh, me personally as a coach and a captain I disagree with I'd much rather give other guys a chance and, and give everyone as much time on, on the diamond as I can now by having this, this Warriors team that kind of enables us to do that um, and, and I think that's a fantastic opportunity to bring in the new players at a, at a, a different level as, as Matt was saying uh, not getting the sort of 80 mile, but bring it down to perhaps more 60 in the 50s. You know. That's interesting that you've said that, Luke, because you're clearly the most experienced player around this table. And you know, you've know you got the experience not only just playing it, but from a young age as well. And you're still not, you, again, you're still the youngest guy sitting around the table. Um, but how have you then found it from perhaps having the opportunity to play potentially in the AA team with the experience level, and yet now you're kind of, voluntarily putting yourself in a position where you're playing for a single A team and as you say more for the fun of the game is there is there a little bit of you still wanting to get up there and play in the double um to be honest my mindset at the moment is more that I want to take the warriors to that to that level I, I would I would much rather see the warriors come up to that level rather than go and play for um Norwich Iceni and that's more for me because I have played uh, sort of under 16s I feel like that was perhaps my more competitive um sort of time in baseball and now I'm kind of uh, much rather have just have some fun you know and, and help other guys progress and help them achieve what they want to achieve in baseball um, so that's why I'm quite happy to to, to sort of um, I wouldn't even say come down to the Warriors it, it, it isn't it's, it's, start, it's starting something yeah. fresh it's starting something new yeah. um, and, and really happy to be a part of that Do you know there's a difference between playing for the Warriors I mean right under the Warriors as previously said in a, in a previous episode, you know, we've not had a competitive season yet because of a pandemic. But do you notice a difference between the Warriors and the Iceni or double A uh, and the level the Warriors are? Yeah, I mean, so obviously apart from the, the experience um, and the, I won't say uh, level of player, um, differences in players, I think one of the key things is that with... The Iceni Warriors, if we, I don't know, we have a bad game on, on the mound or we have a bit of a bad five minutes, it's forgotten at the end of the game. Sometimes I think when you play at a higher level, a, a, a different level, there can be much more resentment that, that leaks over days afterwards if you know you dropped a catch that could have turned the game. Whereas, as we've all seen with some of the uh, warm-up games we played last season, if a catch gets dropped two or three times, that's fine. The next one's yours. And it's just about picking up those players. And at the end of the day, we're all giving up our Sundays. Oh. We're all having a laugh. Let's enjoy it, you know, because we've all got work on Monday morning. Um, and none of us wants to be sitting at work chewing over the fact you, you know, it, it, you know, you struck out or you, you dropped a bad pitch. Same. That's I have, the difference. I have dropped a ball, so I know how that feels. <laughs> it was <laughs> devastating. Yep. We've, we've all been We've all been <laughs> And that's the thing. I think that's the key difference for me. Is that I said my first season was with the double A and, and last season uh, was predominantly with double A. Um, and don't get me wrong, they're a great bunch of blokes, um, 
play up there, but I think for stepping sideways, I think is the best way to say yeah, it. It's not yeah, stepping, yeah, like yeah, stepping sideways. It's a really nice way to put it. Yeah. Um, it's just that we, we focus more on the personable side of baseball as opposed to whether we win or lose. Yeah. Do you think it's more, I mean, particularly for you, Matt, and yourself, because, you know, let's be honest, we're, you know, 30s and <laughs> 40, you know, we've, we've kind of got those you know, more physical things that are against us nowadays compared to these other guys who are coming in fit, young, eager to start taking up the sport. I mean, for me personally, it might be different for you, but actually coming in and playing for the Warriors, it has been a complete breath of fresh air because you can just sit back and forget about, you know, the niggling injury or the fact that I'm not going to be able to run that speed. And, and you know, I find it a lot more forgiving in that respect. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh... Yeah, I'm 35 in two weeks, just to give, to give the idea there. Um, yeah, I, so I stopped playing football in my 30s because of knee injuries. I just couldn't play anymore. So, and that's half the reason I switched to baseball as well, because I thought it would be more forgiving. I was wrong. Uh, very, very wrong. <laughs> different muscle groups yeah. entirely. Yeah. That's all it is. There is that. Yeah, but yes, there is, as you say, there is a certain thing that is a bit more forgiving. In single A, you're not facing players who are you know, smacking you all about the park. Mm. You know, it, it's... But that said, though, I've also found my fitness has increased playing with the Warriors because you have to then, you know, more mistakes will be made. So you have to cover your, your teammates. So you end up, you know, as you say, working different muscle groups, getting fitter while you're doing it. Um, plus, as well, I think we've put new regiments in place to actually increase everyone's all-round fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, we had winter training um, when most of us would have been quite happy sitting at home with, you know, with our feet up watching, watching TV. Instead, we were outside at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Getting in very December. cold in December, in December running about summer, summer sport, yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, the injuries do play a part, but I think it's you know you, you play to your strengths and weaknesses. I mean, we've got a couple of players who are much older than me and you, and yet they still put us to shame sometimes. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, but what about then the actual opposition of the league? All right, admittedly at this time, um, Warriors haven't had a competitive season, but we've obviously played friendlies against other teams, and we know other teams out there do have the equivalent uh, level. How have you found playing against the opposition of a double A versus a single A? Is it? Do you think there's similarities between clubs? So I think the the biggest thing that I noticed actually that, and again, this is one of the things that I love about sort of the single A division that we are in. Um, I find it a lot more competitive. And whether that's because you know, as Matt was saying, perhaps the pitches aren't coming in as quick, which means a lot more balls are setting out into into the field. You know, the thing is, it's all well and good having you know a fast pitcher, a quick pitcher, but it often means there's a lot more outs, so the mm-hmm. game's a little bit more standstill. You know, you watch any major league game, a lot of them, the scores aren't even that high, and that's because of the level they're playing at. You know, yes. when you've got seriously good and seriously good, the, the game's going to be tight. Whereas I, I feel with single A, there's a lot more room for, for movement with, with the score, with, with what can happen in the game, with the plays that can be made. Mm. Um, for me, I, I find watching a single-A game far more interesting than perhaps something like a, a double-A or even nationals, to be honest. I think alongside that, one of the things is there's some more bizarre moments in single-A. There, there's balls, I mean, as we've all seen with, with Rachel last season, managing to steal two bases on, well... Off a walk. Off a walk, I, I think it was, which yeah. is, yeah. we're not sure how that happened, but it's, crazy it's things happened in single-A we've I, all seen. I was the runner in front of her, and I had no <laughs> idea what was going, and that was my first, kind of my first season. So I had no idea what was going on. Luckily, we had a, a Phil Wormsley <laughs> as our third base coach, um, basically just shouting, run! <laughs> so, yeah, and it's going back to, to what Luke, I think, was saying at the start. You know, it's a very good environment around supportive. No matter what your baseballing history is, background is, there's the support there. So, yeah, it's great. 
Yeah, I think you've just basically said it there. Phil Wormsley, who obviously um, we know well, plays for Norwich Senior and has played for Great Britain at adult level. Um, very experienced player, very good player. Um, yeah, slightly older than me, so you know, <laughs> I can still learn from him. Um, but yeah, I think one of the big things in having players like him for us as a development team is having that experience, someone who can just instantly talk to us and point out there's this and there's this, try doing this instead, or just letting us actually go out there and find out our own mistakes and stuff like that. I think I've found that really, really good to have this increasing level of support uh, from established players. It's been brilliant. It's one of the luxuries um, that we have in this team is we do have a fountain of knowledge with the, with the yeah. players we have. Um, and what's nice as well that have come from yeah, different parts of the world, which is even better really, um, just means you've seen all kinds of different types of baseball. And that, yeah, and alongside that is, and Phil, definitely Phil and Ted, which still makes me laugh every time I say it, um, <clears throat> you know, both have got more knowledge, they've probably forgotten more than the round four of the table ever remember, yeah. but they will always take the time to tell you if it's, you know, adjust your, your stride length or maybe you know, try this or do that. And it's all for the good of the game. It's not that they, they get anything out of it than the sheer enjoyment of watching you then become a better player. And I think that's one of the key things as, as a captain for me is watching the Warriors progress from, you know, the first time watching you know, Ash take his first cuts in the batting nets to, you know, working on first base and making that position his own. You know, it's, it's such a, a thrill to see players who have never turned up to a game before and then suddenly they're they're you know making double plays and, and, and crashing in you know doubles and triples and you know it's just a great thing as a captain to see molding right before your eyes it's fantastic it is it really is an incredible thing to see yeah Luke personally for you this season you've had the uh, opportunity of bringing in your brother your younger brother into the squad as well um, so how have you found that sort of actually integrating the whole family aspect of it into yeah nurturing a new player coming into the sport yeah, so I mean, for me, um, when I was playing for Great Britain, my brother had only recently been born, um, so he was very young, uh, sort of coming on the road. Um, but, but obviously, as he got older, he saw all the photos, he saw all the videos, and, and just like me, um, he couldn't wait to get into it. He, he was really excited, um, and for years, I had to keep on sort of saying no. Um, but yeah, it finally came to that moment where I could surprise him and say, hey, look, you, you can join the team now. Um, he's been over the moon. And, and to be honest, it's really lovely to see that. It's really lovely to see such a passion for, for perhaps not the most familiar sport in the UK, should mm -hmm. we say? You know, it's, it's one of those ones that's a, that, that is still on the up and coming, I would say. Um, yeah, it, it's great to see that. And, and I just hope that we can get more youth in, into baseball um, and, and perhaps create something there as well. So how old were you when you started, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I was... I think I was sort of eight or nine. I, I was quite young when I, when I started. Um, and I, yeah, first team I played for was Milton Keynes. So just going back to you talking about your brother and actually having to say no to him, that was purely down to the fact that there was no youth baseball available. Um, the, the BBF guidelines obviously said that because of his age, he couldn't come and join the adult team. I think it was the, the minimum cut off is 16. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, and, and obviously with, with us starting the uh, EEBL division, uh, the, the rulings are, are slightly different um, so now if you're under the age of 16 you have to have a legal guardian there with you at, at, when you're playing games at training um, so I'm acting as his legal guardian um, whilst, whilst he's with us um, and then obviously when he reaches the age of 16 he'll no longer require that so actually that's perfect going into the creation of the e EBL uh, East of England Baseball League what's been your involvement in the creation of that? Um, 
so this was a conversation I had uh, back last year with um, Dan Sewell, who's the Cambridge Royals captain, Royals, Royals captain, who's uh, a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we kept talking about how, you know, we want to start playing more games against them. Obviously, they're our closest rivals. And I say rivals, completely tongue-in-cheek, they're a really great team to play. Like rivals in the term of sports. Yeah, yeah in terms of sports. Great, it's always like a great bunch of guys yeah, and girls always good um, fun. over there. It's always good fun. Yeah. Whether they come to, to Norwich or Cambridge, it's just... About the laughs, sorry. No, no, it's exactly what I'm saying. They're a really great bunch uh, of players. And we had the conversations that we were, we felt that when the Warriors formed, we didn't want to be travelling to Birmingham and maybe Portsmouth and Bristol and all over the UK because a lot of us have got young families um, and people just didn't want to sort of dedicate that time to to what we were doing. So we had the conversation that, look, we may be able to form a league, a local, inverted commas, local East League, what do you guys think? And Cambridge jumped on board straight away. They were really keen for it. Both the Lancers and the Royals um, wanted to play. And then it was just about talking to the other captains of the team, saying, look, you know, we, we want to try something here. It's been done up north before. Is it the, is it the West? West Midlands. West Midlands That's League, yeah. another independent league. And we said we want to emulate it. We started having the conversations. And before you knew it, we had seven, seven team captains all saying, yeah, we'll be part of it. And then we just kind of started having the conversations. I think that's the, the most important point there is it was just conversations and in the space of, of little over a year it's, it's come together and, and it's... It's a, it's a full league, we've got yeah. rules, we've got regulations, we've got policy in place, we've got a hierarchy, hierarchical system, could be wrong, uh, we've got a system where there are disputes in the league, we can actually then you know, follow correct procedures, it is in the eyes of the BBF a fully functioning league that they recognise now, whereas before they may not have done. However, now we've, we've had the confirmation that they are you know, recognising us as, as an official league. And the fixtures have recently just come out, so we're looking at uh, playing our first competitive game in, what, a few weeks? Um, the, the, yeah, yeah second weeks weekend now. of August, yeah. A couple weeks, yeah. And there's obviously, uh, I think you've even spoken about that potential to even play against someone like the West Midlands League to actually then have end of season, you know, like a World Series mm-hmm. kind of, you know, effect. Yeah, and it all came about because of, of genuine want and desire from, from the other clubs to, to actually form something different. Um, and I think that that's one of the key things for me is that it wasn't just, oh, Norwich are senior driving this. It was, no, no, we've had the idea, but Cambridge are behind it and so are Milton Keynes and so are, you know, all these other ones, uh, Essex Redbacks, for example, um, so it was our first game in a couple of weeks. Everyone jumped that's... on board because they wanted to create something amazing in the east of England and it was going to take seven or eight teams not just one and it's become such a a group effort and you know it's it's really become quite a a powerhouse one thing that's great about the baseball community i've found in my 18 months of being in it is that they're all in it for baseball like no one wants to see anything bad with it they they they're there for the drive and the i don't know wanting to promote baseball so i found it very positive just to sound cliche positive family unit if you like across the whole of the UK. I think that's the thing. As you say, in the UK, it is... It is a family. I think you have to say it is a family because you, you find out someone else plays baseball instantly. It's like you've got a connection with them. You start talking about it. I think that's because there's a lack of the sport in the country. I think when you do find people who are interested in it, then, as you say, it is that family mentality. Yeah. It is a really close connection, um, which is fantastic when you are trying to start up a new team, when you are trying to start a new league. You know, because it means everyone's coming together, everyone's collaborating. Nobody's, 
Nobody's even bothered about credit at this point, you know? People just want to make it happen. It's not yeah. like, oh, well, but we started that. It's, it's no, we all started that. Yeah. We did that all together and, and look at what we made. How amazing is that? And it's come about yeah. really, really quickly. I think, you know, like you said, how long ago was it you even started talking about the formation of the, the league? I, I think it's it was just nothing. before Christmas, I think, I had the conversation yeah. with you, wasn't it? It said, look, this is, this is something burning in the background. I'm serious about it. Let's do it. So, and, yeah. and, we, and we were good to go in... March. March, March, yeah. March we, we were ready for yeah, March this we were ready year. For March as, 2020. as we've said, you know, unfortunately, obviously, COVID has kind of put a, a lot of stop to that, but but not for too long, because as as we've also said, two weeks time, you know, first first league game. I think one of the key people who needs to definitely have a shout out is Tom Thornhill, who is the vice chair of Norwich Iceni. He has put in, I probably say, hundreds of hours of his own personal time helping both you know the Warriors and Iceni and the formation of the the uh, WBL. He's pulled a lot of the people in the backgrounds together to have conversations, sorted out a lot of things. So a massive thanks has to go to Tom for, for just the hard work and dedication he's put into to only baseball in for Iceni, but I think baseball in the whole of East Anglia as a general. Yeah, certainly. Hats off to Tom. So at the time of recording, it is the last day of um, Women's Week in baseball. Um, so we'd like to t- touch base on the fact that baseball is very much, you know, for all genders, um, I think it is a really great sport for everyone, especially Cambridge, who have probably one of the biggest amount of female um, players in their teams. I think there's seven or eight of them who will be facing this season who offer a phenomenal level of competition. Don't think for a second that it's, oh, I'm facing a girl. It is not like that. I can tell you now. There's so much respect for they come out and, you know, treated no differently. They're exactly the same. Another player on an opposing team. And I'll tell you what, I faced some of those pitches. I don't want to face them again in a hurry. There's some phenomenally talented uh, female baseball players, especially with, with, uh, within Cambridge's uh, team. I guarantee we'll face a lot more this season. And, it's, of course, not forgetting our own Rachel. Of course. Um, who joined um, a little after me. So she's probably been with the Norwich Iceni for a year now. And she's really developed into you know, a little firecracker, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. Again, having zero knowledge. Like, I'd say... The majority of people that come in to, to our team, it's fair to say we have pretty much zero knowledge. But she's definitely developed to be, you know, part of the team, part you know, one of the names on the list and no one is like, Oh, Rachel's playing. Like do we you know, it's very much like, Oh yes, Rachel's playing, you know, we can we can get a game out of her. So it's certainly something that, you know, baseball in the UK is certainly promoting. Especially now. So as Matt rightly touched on, Cambridge, you know, developed the team and the Norwich Iceni are also starting to drive for an all-women's baseball team. I think the biggest thing for me, obviously having played under 16 um, and for an adult team, uh, certainly when the under 16 team, it was a real mixture. You know, you were shoulder to shoulder with, with, I would say, an equal amount of of male and female. Uh, I don't know whether that's because perhaps at at that age, it doesn't, it's not a factor in people's heads as much. Um, But honestly, I think it's a shame that there isn't as many females um, in, in, in baseball in general because um, it is really an open sport um, and, and we do you know you accept all genders um, and as long as they want to play baseball I truly mm-hmm. don't care yeah you know, you know it, it comes back to that, to that one big family at the end of the day mm-hmm. it really is and, and you all just group together um, and you all play to your strengths and weaknesses um, but, but I would love to see I would love to see more females come, come into play um, it would be really, really great to see that. It would be fantastic. Do you think it's because maybe historically 
you've got something like softball, which has got quite a female grounding. Um, so that's definitely a transitional sport. You can come from softball into baseball. Um, and also then, sadly, in this country, there's obviously football being a, a, a primary sport. That has always been very much a segregated sport. Okay, nowadays, particularly at younger uh, levels, you, you do get a mix, but it's always been sort of stuck in the ways of boys play or girls play, never the twain shall meet. But with baseball, it's become a much more sort of a, a natural progression. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that, Ian. So what I noticed actually, and especially as I say in under 16s, is a lot of the females did play for softball. And that's often where they started out, that they actually found a softball first. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of what it was actually is that they wanted to come play baseball as well. Mm. So they wanted to say, hey, no, look, the guys are playing baseball. I want to go and play baseball. And, and it was almost like they were proving themselves, but they really didn't need to because, mm. as I say, the exceptional players. I've, I've played along with some fantastic female players. And I think... Off, off the back of that, as, as Luke's saying, we recently, the Warriors decided to go and play softball, um, which I can honestly tell you, if they think, oh, you know, women playing softball and that, that's good enough for them. Softball is difficult. Let's, let's not forget for one second. Yeah. The pitch is different. The batting is different. The rules the are slightly different. different. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like, a, an, oh, you can play softball because you're not good enough for baseball. They are completely separate entities. And we faced uh, a couple of female pitchers in that and... My swing was all over the place. It was, it was shocking, and you know, hats off to them. You know, that's softball is a difficult sport. I mean, baseball is difficult in its own right, but uh, yeah, you know, the more women who come into baseball, and as we said, you know, we're looking at trying to get an, an a women's team for for Norwich, and we're also you know really excited about the beginnings of that. It's just really great to see you know more genders coming into baseball as a whole. We would have loved to have had Rachel, our our own female. Uh, player at Norwich Arsini on the show talking specifically about this but unfortunately because of all the timings and how everything has just come completely out the window in terms of when we would have wanted this initial um, topic brought up in the in the series Rachel unfortunately is not available at the moment to come and talk at this time so you know we would have had her on and we will have her on I'm sure and me and Luke cost less to hire <laughs> <laughs> sorry I couldn't resist <laughs> I, th I think, as we sort of touched upon, there is that sort of divide in, in a lot of sports of, oh, uh, you know, strength comes into it. You know, th there's always this kind of, people think about that between male and female, and, and it does create this sort of divide. I think one of the beautiful things about baseball is it doesn't matter how strong you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big you are. It's about no. the, the, the fundamentals, the mechanics. The, no. you know, these are all the, the technique. These are all things that play into it. And it's how you can have somebody who's quite a slim gym um, take take Andreas for example, quite a slim guy, um, pitcher, but he's he's putting down top end of 70, 80, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And then you could have a powerhouse, you, you know, super muscly guy, only getting 50, 60. It's about mechanics. It's about all these elements play a part, and I think that's why more so than any other sport, baseball is, is seriously really is just open to anyone. That in itself must kind of create a couple of problems, though. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this objectively. For a captain, you've got a, a big squad to choose from you've got all abilities ages how do you then make sure you include everybody all the time because there's going to be times when you're you've got an away game we've all traveled you've got 12 players maybe but you sort of, are you sitting there ever thinking i'd rather not play that guy or i'd rather not play her or yeah so there's there's sort of three parts this the first one is we base it on zodiac signs 
<laughs> no, I mean, so what happens is the night before a game, a couple of days before a game, I'll call Luke and say, right, these are the people who have confirmed they come into the game. Um, who have we got for what positions? And normally what we find is that we have a good balance around the whole team. And honestly, it's multiple factors. So there's um, what the fitness levels have been like recently, if they've complained of any sort of, you know, niggling little injuries or, you know, have they been in training? Have they had the right attitude? Have they been, you know, coming there ready to play, ready to learn? So that is a big part of it. You, you know, we've... We've both been part of squads before, myself and Luke, where favouritism has been an issue. And I'd say that seniority may have ridden over those who actually were a better player and, and sat on the bench, both in you know football and baseball and others. Um, and then once we've kind of decided who, who we've roughly got as our starting sort of nine, we then look at when we can rotate, how we can rotate. And obviously injuries and fatigue and just, just general wear and tear come into it, especially as we play a lot of double headers. Um, but we make sure everyone gets good game time because there's nothing worse than travelling, you know, sort of three hours to Milton Keynes, and then you get the eighth inning, which lasts three balls because they're all pop-ups to Winfield. Um, you don't make sure everyone gets good game time because at the end of the day, we're all volunteers. You know, you don't have to come the next week, and it'd be a terrible waste of people's commitment if you did that. So it's just making sure that we've got roughly two for every position. So the only places we tend to struggle on are Luke's catchers. And pitchers, which at the minute, thankfully, we've we've got a couple of new new pitchers coming in. We're really excited for Sam for one, especially the guy's got an arm like a cannon, um, and our very own Joe, who's now moving towards catching position. So it, it's just a case of just finding the right balance for for the teams and the people we've got to pick from. And that's the key: it's getting that retention for new players coming in and making sure that they're going to want to keep coming back week after week. Yeah, and that's a very difficult thing. I think one of the good things about having a captaincy partnership is that I might say, oh, well, I'm not sure about playing um, Ian in right field, for example. You Ian, yeah, Ian, I, you know, because I want to play Rachel for this one. And Luke will say, well, actually, no, we want to put Rachel over at left and we can rotate this way. And that's one of the biggest uh, pluses of having a captaincy partnership is that what I might not see, Luke might see, he give me a difference of opinion, a different angle. And at the end of the day, that's that can only be a good thing. Yeah, that's certainly true. Um, but I think we've got to wrap up. So... Huge thanks to Matt and Luke for joining yeah, us today. Thank you for having us again. Thank, thank you for having us. It. No, it's been it's been really good, and uh, hopefully you'll come back again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look forward. So yeah, thanks for listening to Bats, Caps, and Sunflower Seeds.